Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars episode 20. We're not dead. Yeah, we just took a little break because we were busy. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have real jobs and it, they kind of got in the way, but uh, we're back now and uh, happy to be back. Yeah, we've got a really good guest with us today and we're going to jump right into it because this is something or someone we've wanted to talk to you for a while about one of my favorite days I've ever had in a car. It's probably the most fun I've ever had in a car and that was up at Dirtfish. And with us today, we've got Trevor Wirt. Uh, he is... Uh, head of media management up there. You were an instructor, but you've had you've been in the industry a long time. And tell us a little bit more about what you do, and then we'll get into about dirt, more about Dirtfish. Yeah, so uh, I mean, basically, I started there almost four years ago as an, an instructor, and then uh, moved into the kind of the marketing and media side of things. And now I manage the whole media department up there. So every everything that you see going out, video, photo wise, that's all go, all goes through me before you see it. Well, at least he's humble. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If a photo was taken, he knows who took it. Kind of like what I do for Rain City Supercars, right, Nick? Wow. Are we just going to start that right now? Wow. This is so good. Yeah. Hey, remember how Nick's not good at this? Yeah. Oh, let's, uh, let, let's just take a shot at him. <laughs> Screw you, Dan. But yeah, you're right. You're very good at posting photos. Some inappropriate ones, but yeah. Those are a different page. Yeah. So can you give us a little bit of a background? A lot of people have heard about Dirtfish, obviously, in the car community, but they don't, I don't think they realize how big of a deal it is and the fact that there's really nowhere else in the country that you can do this and come out and be able to drive cars like this and be taught at that level. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, we have a, we have a 300-acre property just outside Seattle. It's about half hour, 45 minutes away, um, and we have a fleet of over 20 cars. Um, they're all Subaru STIs and Subaru BRZs, so we have all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive classes, um, and everything from a half-day class up to a three-day, and then private coaching beyond that. Um, we're even working on a five-day program right now, so we're we're always trying to do new stuff. Um, and basically, it's it started because the owner has, he's from the UK and he's always had a huge passion for rally. Um, and when he moved over here, he wanted to share that with the masses basically. Um, so he bought that property, um, and opened dirt fish. Yeah. And you, you guys have, you're not just, I mean, when people think about driving school, sometimes they assume they're getting into like some little dinky all wheel drive thing that is in a high school parking lot with cones. Right. Yeah. And it's the cheapest thing to get their hands on. That is so not true. You get up to Dirtfish, you're in full-blown rally cars, and it is amazing. Yep. Oh, yeah. We, and that's the thing. We encourage you to slide sideways. Yeah. Uh, we teach you to use the weight of the car so you can slide it and go faster on a loose surface. It's always better when you're, you know, sliding it in someone else's car. I mean, right. I remember doing that in high school with my Subaru, and, you know, lamp posts come a little closer, especially when, <laughs> you know, when, at least when you're out there, you're not hitting something that, you know, well, you don't own the car. They do. It's slightly more controlled than when we were younger, and we just found a snow-covered parking lot and started doing donuts and whatever we had at the time. <laughs> I can't tell you how many pieces of, or n- number of snow rims I went through on cars, just buckling them over on curbs <laughs> and, like, right. the fairest parking lot in Spokane, yeah, <laughs> teaching myself how to drive. Yep. We yeah. used to go up to Walker Valley in Arlington at night when it was, because nobody would ride up there, but there was that, that dirt road section that came up through there, and we just haul ass down that road and whatever we had. I think my buddy Brian had a old Volkswagen Rabbit that we, I mean, we couldn't afford anything, so we grabbed some all-terrain tires and threw it on there and just went at it. This is so much more fun now. Well, a lot of people that they, they, they know about Dirtfish think, oh, the only reason I'm going to go there is if I want to learn how to be a rally driver. But it really teaches you basic driving skills on how to handle a car on the streets when something happens or if you need to use the weight or power of the car to get out of a situation. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. What, the, what we teach is car control. 
I mean, that's the basics of it, but we teach it using rally techniques um, because, I mean, let's be honest, rally drivers are the best drivers on earth. They yeah, do things down. that like boggle my mind even. And so it's, uh, we just use those techniques to teach people to be better drivers, more confident drivers, so that if something does go wrong on the road, they can get out of that situation or at least avoid it as much as possible. Sure. Yeah, the perfect. it's the perfect driving school for driving in Washington. I feel like everybody should be required to go there at least once, especially if you're a car enthusiast. It'll change your life. It'll, it'll make you want to spend a whole lot more money that you probably don't have. Because, I mean, I got in on, I think I did a, a Black Friday sale or something. And I told everybody I know, I was like, this is what you need to go spend your money on. No matter what you're doing to your car, start here and then start modding because you'll probably be wanting to spend more money up at Dirtfish and you'll want to start modding your car in a different way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing, we... The majority of the people who actually come there, we're all, they're just coming to have fun. I mean, they come with their friends, their family, um, their kids, their dads, you know, stuff like that. It's just people wanting to have fun, but they actually gain something from it as well. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to swing this into a corporate retreat for my team forever. I'm like, come on, give me more budget. That's all I need. Just give us like 10 grand for six hours for all of us. That's all I need. <laughs> we'll be safer getting to work from now on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's an incredible opportunity. We have we've had a, some several for, former guests of ours. I believe Steve Theodore has been out there. Mm-hmm. Sean's been out there before. Kevin's been out there. Kevin's been out there. Yeah, I talked Kevin into going. Uh, he was asking me about it before he went up there. I was like, just go, just go, and then you'll come back and thank me. And sure enough, every, everybody I've been up there with has just been it's the best adventure they've had. Ironically, I have not gone. The closest I've gone is being you know slightly detained in the LFA while driving the road around Dirtfish many years ago, but <laughs> that's another story <laughs> for another day. But <laughs> That's as close as I got, but I, I do intend on getting out there and learning, even though I'm really good at driving on the streets. So, I mean, I'd be good at rally, right? Totally. Well, it's a, it can be a humbling experience. I, and, then, and, I, and I think that's probably, there's a little bit part of me like I'm going... I, I don't know what I don't know, and I'm worried that they're going to be like, you suck, <laughs> which is fine. you got to start somewhere, but um, I'm, I'm going to get out there soon and, and hopefully uh, learn some techniques. Yeah, we talked about this briefly when we had Andrew on the podcast, where it's like you, anytime you go to a driving school, like no matter how good you think you are, just you better check your ego at the door because every time you think you'll have a good run, the instructor will blast by you like three, four seconds faster, which is a lifetime on a track or anything you're doing. Just like, oh, that was my best run, and I am so slow. <laughs> yeah, and something about Dirtfish that a lot of people don't realize, like, it, this is it in the country. Like, all the pro rally drivers come here. They've trained here. They do races here. We're talking, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what Pastrana? Yeah, Pastrana, Tanner Faust. Tanner Faust. Um, who's, I'm always thinking of that owns the RS. What's his name from DC Shoes? How could I do oh, this? Oh, Ken Block. Yep. Ken, yeah, Block. Ken Block. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how I could f- forget Ken's name. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you talk about somebody who came out of nowhere and decided you want to be a rally driver, just like Pastrana. And we're like, I think I'll do this and then just dominate it. That's awesome. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool, all the people that come there. Um, I mean, we, we've seen a huge influx recently of even just track drivers because they're seeing the value of the car control that we're teaching because if they're racing in the rain and their car starts sliding sideways, they're all taught to let go of the wheel and hit the brakes and hold on. And that seems counterintuitive. Yeah, no, we, we teach them how to make that not turn into a wreck. (laughs) Don't don't cost your team a million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But that's what they're all taught. That's the thing. Sure. They've, they've all been taught to just let go and hold on. That just seems so counterintuitive to me. I'm going, no. Yeah. Actually, one of the favorite things, one of my favorite episodes was Top Gear America when they came out to your track and 
and we're just it was just awesome to see those guys and and get taught and it was uh who was it that was chasing him uh bucky oh yeah bucky lassick yeah it yeah. was that was a really neat episode yeah yeah he's a fun guy it's just amazing to me that we have such an incredible tool here in the northwest like so many people you know i mean if, if you know rally it, it's european rally you know i mean and and the stuff they do over there and i mean looking at some of those videos of those guys doing 130 miles an hour just flying through the air and not hitting a spectator that's six inches from their mirror yeah i think it was i was uh, you know i'm a big michelle mouton fan and she was talking about how they just turn into hedges like they're just they're just bushes but it's a, you, yeah. you can't think about it as anything else beyond that because you're doing 100 plus through a gravel road in the middle of the forest and it's just that they they spread like uh, the sea when you go flying through there with a car mm-hmm. but eventually you just have to think of them as just bushes and shrubs because if you start thinking of them as people you'll you'll slow down bushes that bleed yeah, yeah. got it well actually funny enough back when she was racing in the group b days the cars would come back in and the technicians would find like bits of hair some fingers like wedged in the body work Oh, yeah. Did you hit a deer? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it a deer. <laughs> it may have had a name, but it's a deer. Yeah. It had fingernails, Bob. I don't care. It's a deer. <laughs> so so uh, you guys are more than just all-wheel drive Subarus, though. What do you guys have up there now? Yeah, so we also have the, the rear-wheel drive BRZ. Um, so it's a little bit different technique, but it's a ton of fun. Like, I actually prefer that over the STIs because it's you're just getting you're smiling the whole time that's i need to get up there and do that i've been dying to do that the stis are so like they're fun because they're fast but it's like it's almost like a crutch because if you get into a situation where you need to get out but you just hit the gas and it kind of straightens you out so it helps you out where the brz you have to you have to have a little bit more finesse and you know play with the wheel and the gas a little bit to make sure you don't spin I've had those moments like you and Dan knows this growing up. I had two Subarus. I had a, a 2000 Subaru and a 2000 uh, and, a, and a 92 Subaru legacy wagon that I highly modified. And he's right. Like I used to take my, my, my 2000 Subaru up, the, up places where, you know, there were Ford Explorers getting stuck. And I knew that I just, just give it some gas. And that engine would just take me wherever I wanted to go. Yeah, the and, definition of when in doubt throttle out. Yeah. 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 But you get in a rear wheel drive car, like your vet. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not just, I'm not as safe as I thought. Wait, my car's not tail happy at all. I don't know what you're talking no, about. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look, the rear tires are in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I love about it, though. In my GTR, it was always just kind of point and shoot, and it would just take over, and you're like, well, as long as I just point it where I want to go, the all-wheel drive system will figure it out. And don't get me wrong, driving up there is not easy, but compared to a real drive car on the gravel, yeah, that's a whole other level, and I bet you it's just a ton of fun. I need to get up there. Well, we just, you know, we, I think Dan, you and I, Rain City Supercars needs to go up there. I think that's that's what needs to happen. And I mean, and have me humbled. They yeah. need to sponsor us. That's oh, there we go. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, since you're on the microphone, I can't say no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want that bad press. <clears throat> for our- us? No, we're bad press. No, 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 no. Yeah, you seem like nice guys. We're okay. Yeah, a lot of people say that. We seem like nice guys. <laughs> we gave you alcohol, shut up. If, you, if you'll ask your, our, your, one of your good friends and our previous guest, DJ, that's a, that's a slight miscalculation. <laughs> we seem like nice guys. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's take a, just a quick break, and we'll come right back, and we'll talk a little more about Dirtfish and some of the services they offer up there. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness personalized performance find m squared fitness online at m2-fitness.com mention rain city supercars get your first session free 
All right, we're back, everybody. Um, Trevor, tell us a little bit about you, because you've got a pretty good background, and you've been doing this for a long time. And you're in your, what, early 30s? Um, 29. 29. Not even. And man, He looks life. 36. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for that one. Okay, maybe 37. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even Nick's better. just being a jerk. Don't mind him. <laughs> No, you've had a you've had a lot of experience in a short amount of time. I mean, I, you're into snowmobiles, you're into cars, you've been a, a professional skier. Um, tell us yeah. about your background, how you ended up at Dirtfish. Uh, so that's actually a pre- it's a long series of events that Perfect. kind of fell into place. I uh, is it kind of the story that would sound good on like I don't know a podcast? Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm full of great ideas. <laughs> so uh, basically, I, I I grew up skiing and finally moved on to the U.S. team for ski jumping um, when I was 16, 15 or 16, and then did that for about <laughs> did that for about six years. Um, and then once I I had a bunch of injuries, I had two ankle surgeries, knee surgery, three hip surgeries. Probably going into my next my fourth one here. Fun. Yeah, yeah, and no, it's great stuff. But that kind of ended my skiing career. And I uh and so I knew a guy who worked at a rally school on the East Coast and he got me in there for a class and so I took a class for free as long as I would talk about it when I traveled all over the world and and then once I stopped skiing, uh, I I would just make it a point to go in and say hi and stop in all the time and they would uh eventually they offered me a job. So wow. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so you started out working out for those who will not be named. And then yeah. how did you end up over all the way over here? Because you're originally from Colorado, right? Yeah, so I grew up in Colorado. Um, and the West just felt more like home than the East Coast. The East Coast was just, I mean, it was nice, but just wasn't the West. It wasn't yeah. quite as nice. People are a little different. Felt more comfortable out here. So uh, when I decided to make the move back out West, I wanted to stay in motorsports and Dirtfish was just seemed like the right place to go at the time, and so I made the move out here, started working there, and have been there ever since. Have you been? I mean, and I know you used to, you. Do you still teach at Dirtfish, or are you strictly doing the media stuff now? Yeah, every now and then. Every now and um, then. Um, it's okay. getting less and less over the years since I just we've just been is that growing. time or is your body just kicking your ass? Time. Okay. Time. Yeah. No, That's I, opposite I wish of I could. us where our body's <laughs> kicking our ass, Dan. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could do it a lot more, but it's it's. Uh, since we're growing so much, there's just so much more to do in terms of marketing and all that stuff. So that consumes a lot of my time. I'm just glad you guys are growing. Like, you know, I guess I think it would be, it's such a specialized thing to have a rally school. I mean, it's a ton of fun for anybody. I mean, you can be a total amateur driver. In fact, you're probably better off being a completely amateur driver because you don't have all those bad habits that they don't have to correct for all of us who have been doing the wrong thing for so long. But, uh, I remember when Dirtfish first started and how excited I was because I I was I grew up liking rally even as a little kid because I you know I had every magazine subscription under the sun and it was watching I used to get those Duke videos do you ever see those yeah so Duke video used to release like uh, greatest moments in rally oh yeah year. and I had to have to, I'd have to send out I was like fifteen or sixteen and they'd take like three or four weeks to get here because they I, they'd have to come from the UK. Like, did you have to send in, like, box tops or something like that or off your Quaker Oat? No, just you ordered one, and you were like, well, maybe it'll get here, maybe it won't. Because, <laughs> I mean, back before the internet, you didn't have YouTube and all that. And so getting a video, literally a VHS. Well, yeah, because it wasn't on TV here. Yeah, you I didn't mean, get anything here. I remember being, a, obviously, still am a fan of a Subaru, and, and, and I'm going to say this wrong, because I Dan knows I'm horrible at names. It's Colin McRae. Uh, McRae. And I remember watching him on, like, 
like late night highlights on ESPN before this was before it was a sport or X Games and all that before you know the, those guys came around and just going and then the first it was when they like they had a rally game that came on to like either it was Xbox or Sega CD it was like it was the dirt it was, game the dirt game like yeah. in, the Colin McRae yeah, one yeah that was just and you're like I get to be a rally driver and I'm really good no you're not yeah funny enough actually the new Dirt Four Dirtfish is the Dirt Academy in it. So our property is in there. So you can go and drive on the game if you want. That is awesome. And that's so much cheaper than going out there and getting the real experience, isn't it? When I can sit in my living room in my underwear and I can be a rally driver. But a lot less visceral. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, spell it, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, um, I think the Xbox guys, I mean, I work work closely with those guys. Not closely, I shouldn't say that, but... I know guys on that team and we talk back and forth about the car stuff because, you know, just volunteering with exotics and stuff, we get those guys coming over and I'm always excited about the rally stuff. I think my favorite thing out there now, though, is the surprising uh, rise of rear wheel drive sports cars that are coming into rally. It's all a rich kids club, but I still love watching it. When you see GT3 RSs out there doing rally. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love when people turn a Porsche into a rally car. I think it's the most awesome thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing it forever. I mean, that's what they originally designed. The 959 came as a Group B prototype. Yep. That was this derivative, yep. and that set the drivetrain in or the, the put, put things into motion for the 993 turbo all-wheel drive platform. So that's when that's when they started going to all-wheel drive for all of their their hypercars. I mean, I know they still don't, but I mean, not the GT3s, but the 911 turbos being all all-wheel drive. I was watching some program, and it might have been on Netflix. I'm not sure it was, and it, and it was centered around Audi when they started putting the Quattro drives into their cars, and they were just spanking people in in rally, and how and and how cool that is. But back to your point of like Microsoft and stuff like that. Like, I seriously want to walk down the street from where exotics is and you know turn tens there and i want to look at them and go you need to put rally cars in forza like i mean it if you're going to start racing trucks in this series it's time for rally cars <laughs> there's probably you know, you knowing all they have the, a couple of group b cars in there yeah but, yeah, but, but you're it's racing them track. on a track yeah, yeah it's, it's not like it's not the same it's thing. just like when you're you know you're racing a, a, a what is it a, a ram 1500 on and i'm going this does put this on dirt and put some jumps in here <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably some stupid licensing issue. You know, you know how it is. Well, it could also be just they don't want to spend the time working out the physics of the dirt. True. Because yeah. that's I know that was one of the biggest holdbacks for so many of the games back in the day is like they couldn't get the physics right for the dirt. And so finally, you're seeing like iRacing add a little bit of dirt in and, and Dirt 4 and then Project Cars 2 now has it and Dirt Fish is also in, in that one too. Oh, nice. I didn't know you guys were in Project Cars. That was a game changer. Yeah, they rebuilt our... Uh, <laughs> There's something you don't see every Just day. so we're clear, if that picked up on the microphone, that sounded like it was something really powerful and it was like one of those Kawasaki... It was a Honda Grom. Oh, a Honda Grom. Right okay. Right behind it was, it was a Lotus. Oh, yeah. And right in front <laughs> of it was a WRX. But of all those three car- things that you heard, it was the Honda <laughs> Grom. <laughs> then you don't need a motorcycle license to drive in the city. Actually, you do want a 125 Grom. You don't it's still it's ridiculous. It's I mean, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, Project Cars, they rebuilt the uh, rally cross track from when we had it there in 2014. All right. So uh, uh, Dirtfish is great, but let's talk about you a little more. What started your love affair with cars and what are you driving now? But let's start from the beginning. That's uh, always a fun story. Yeah. So my, my love affair with cars probably started when I was a kid playing on my driveway with uh, Hot Wheels, honestly. And oh, then yeah. I don't and then, understand people that collect little cars like that. I don't either, Nick. 
just huh. so childish. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's now staring around my work and apartment going, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like and what he doesn't know is there's a chest over there that is literally full of Matchbox cars. But <laughs> I think we should be best friends. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, we already are. I mean, right, awesome. We're going to build bunk beds, but better than they did in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, so. what was your first car? Uh, my first car was a Grand Cherokee awesome. with, with a stick. Oh, good one. Yeah. Man. Whatever got you to the mountain. Yep. 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 My parents gave it to me. It was in good shape, and I crashed it. That's how it goes. Yep. <laughs> Happens. So when did you make the transition from uh, trucks and off-road into rally and all that? Oh, I, I start, well, so living in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, we, we had the rally series come through there every year. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we used to go and watch, you know, Pastrana and Block and all those guys. And actually Tanner Faust is from there. So we all used to watch him. He taught at the winter driving school up there. And uh, that's how I got hooked on rally is just watching those guys blasting their Subarus around the roads that I drive every day. Oh man, I'd be, I would wreck a lot of cars watching those guys and then being on those same roads. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Is comment. it just me? Like, I mean, you have Pastrana, Pastrana and you have Block, but I feel like Tanner is in like a different category. Like, He's kind of like, you look at him and you go, if I, if I had a drink with that guy, we'd be best friends. Like, he just seems like the nicest, down-to-earth kind of guy, and he has so many talents. I mean, a lot of people don't know that, and this is something, this is, a, this is dorky on me, that he is the yellow driver for, for Hot Wheels, like, and has done some of the stunts that are yeah. incredible. I mean, the, the, the gap jump on that giant truck, and he did, he did a loop-de-loop in a rally yeah. car. I mean, I just... Yeah, yeah, I know. Did you have a chance a, to meet him at the Volkswagen dealership one yeah, time? I've yeah, met, I've met him a couple times over yeah. the years. I've met Pastrana a few times over the years, too, ever since I was a kid, because I used to go to Supercross. And so I grew up watching Pastrana ride and his transition. In fact, back in early 2000s, I was working at a motorcycle dealership, and I was at Supercross. And Pastrana wasn't uh, – he wasn't riding. He was just there with, uh, with Thor, because he was riding under Thor and Parts Unlimited. And uh, I just – started talking to him and I said, you know, what's going on with rally? Cause I know you're getting into that. And he was so happy to talk about it. He was just such a nice guy about just being, um, I mean, if you've ever seen him on TV or with nitro circus, that's him. There's no act. There's yeah. no Travis off the mic. It's just Travis. He's, yeah. That's exactly how he is. He's just not talking an actor. You're just seeing the exact same guy. I haven't met Ken yet. I've heard good things. Of course, I, mean, I haven't heard anything bad about Ken, but, uh, but Travis is probably the one who's made the biggest impression on me growing up because seeing him ride from a little kid even with Fox, um, there's an old video. The first major release DVD of uh, motorsports for motorcycles was called Fox Greatest Hits. And there's him and uh, Bubba Stewart talking about riding wow. when, they're, when they're just little kids. They're like sitting on a bench talking about... Our guests are making noise because they've had too much to drink. That, cut off that was already. DJ. That's DJ, our last guest. This is what happens when we have previous guests over. (laughs) (laughs) He's red. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's been fun to watch him grow into that transition and become just the athlete he is because, man, that guy has got some talent and a lot of injuries. I have to say this. If you know nothing about rally or you do know about rally, go onto YouTube and look at Pastrama's crash when he he crashed. He rolled a Subaru. Was in my hometown fourteen times. Fourteen times. Yes. And the best part, if you watch it, if you watch the right video, it's in it's in car video and out of car video. And he's roll. He rolled a car fourteen times, and at the end, he's going woo. 
He's like, you okay? I'm okay. Like, let's do it. He's like, that was a hell of a had, ride. Had he had another car, he would have gotten in that car and driven it down the road. And you look at this going, I mean, wheels are flying. I mean, the car is just totaled. And his poor navigator's sitting there going, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's a hell of yep. a ride. That's oh, what he yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and you look at it and you go, wow, like, how do you survive that? But then again, knowing, I mean, he's had, that man's mostly metal. I mean, he's mostly a Terminator. Well, he's also the guy who jumped out of an airplane with no parachute. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, then he had the Red Bull team catch up to him and put a parachute on him. And he actually, the first time he ever did the double backflip was outside of Spokane, outside my hometown. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, which again, now they're doing it on snowmobiles, yep. which I will never understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's another thing I, I love. I really don't want, I wouldn't want that to fall on me. Like that No, seems, they're heavy. Yeah. 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 I've rolled one over on myself too many times. Yeah. I've, I, but, I've, I mean, they're so much fun. Because you just like, you look up a mountain and you see a line, you see somewhere that you want to go and you just go. Yeah. It's line. not like you have to oh, follow a trail. Oh, I saw a, a guy trail. that did that and he made it almost to the way to the top and then he rolled down like 3,000 feet. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happens too. That's yeah. a small risk. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is you have you're now going to teach me how to drive a rally car and a snowmobile. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Let's but go it's going to be your rally car and your snowmobile. That's fine. Oh, we're I, I have insurance. Oh, that's right. We just became best friends. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah last time we were out snowwheeling, there's all those guys. We're out in the middle of nowhere up by Stampede Pass. Yep. There's about five or six of us, and we're on this middle of nowhere road, and these snowbills come up. They're like, oh, I guess they're not stuck, so they just kept going. But it was, yep. man, I love it up there. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. It's, it's Still peaceful once you Memories get to the of top. those kids up there. Two years ago, we drove up. What, was it on Stampede? No, it's just below Stampede. It's... Um, Tinkham Road, and then I can't remember. There's an, off of Tinkham, there's another road that goes all the way up. It dead ends up there, but yeah. Well, this is I'm going to tell this story because it's it's a two part story. Dan and I drive his his wonderfully souped up Land Cruiser up there, and we end up behind these jeeps that are more equipped than we are. Like like yeah. Oh look, there's a ditch and it's ten feet of snow. I'll just drive through it, and we end up up there. And there's these kids that are stranded who drove their mothers suburban up there on 20 inch street tires yeah smoking weed now they're stuck in the middle of the road and as the funny thing is we were like what a quarter of a mile from the turnaround yeah and so all these jeeps are turning around and we're trying to turn around everybody's getting stuck in the ditch and we've got like boards to try to get under the tires they're getting sucked under the car it was live entertainment yeah. so we finally get these guys out we, we we tie them between two jeeps and we go down the hill they almost slide off a cliff and pull two two jeeps off okay yeah it's a suburban two jeeps so it's- and yeah. these kids are high age and so we get them down and they're like yeah thank you the next year we go up there and I had taken, my parents had just bought a Land Rover Discovery Sport, and I had street tires on. It was doing pretty good, but we got stuck in a ditch. This is on the low range. We weren't going up in the hills and blocking no. anybody. No, 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 no. We were just, like, just playing in the snow to see how it would But do. this is a year later, and, and I, get, I get stuck in a ditch because I was just screwing around. And Dan's got his cruiser, and we're trying to pull it out. And out of the blue, walking out of the woods, come the same guys. Now, they know us, and they look at us, and they go, hey! Now, we're struggling because it's just the two of us who are trying to pull this car that probably should have had i had snow tires it would have been a better deal yeah and they look at us and just keep walking <laughs> I'm, i looked at dan i'm like i'm gonna kill one of them like i know who they are they'd be they're only alive because we allowed them to be alive because they would have frozen to death up there with their mother's suburban yeah i'd like to point out for the record i was the only one who wasn't stuck up there all those jeeps yeah. on like 37 inch tires and i was like the only one who was aired down and all locked up so yeah i was just taking well to be easy. fair he also didn't drive off into the the ditch. I mean, saying. well, yeah. usually those big ass tires are 
awful in the snow. Yeah, because they're so wide. Yeah, and, and the chunks are, you know, yeah, three I, inches wide. Yeah, I was doing all, and I had all terrains uh, specifically. Be, I specifically bought all terrains versus mud terrains because I love driving in the snow. And they do better in the snow. That, that's the, the same reason I get those. Yeah, exactly. And well, so, uh, I know they do well because that when we got the Discovery stuck, there was a bunch of Jeeps that came down the trail. And we had gone down the trail and there was this huge tree in the middle of the road. And Dan and I, Dan had, didn't have a, a, a chainsaw in his rig yet, which we didn't think we needed. And these guys come by us, like, not the guys that would, and just drive over the tree. <laughs> they were just, like 40s, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it was just... But Dan had to stop me from killing some young individuals because I was like, you'd be dead if you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> they even come by and they're like, hey, remember us? Yeah, we're stuck now. Okay, have a nice day. <laughs> oh, good times in this. Oh, I'll tell you. That's, I, think that's, I think that's one of the great things. Like, Dirtfist is a good example of, you know, where we live, there's so much opportunity to do so many stupid crap. Oh man, yeah. If you have if you have the funds, you can be busy here in motorsports all year round, no problem. I mean, and I don't just mean a dirt fish, but like between snowmobiles and motorcycles and race cars on the track, and just even taking like dirt bikes out to uh, Moses Lake, yeah, trucks out dunes. there, dune buggies, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it, Washington is one of the most car unfriendly states outside of probably California or New Jersey, maybe Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon's worse. <laughs> But it, yeah, which is why I, which is why I love Idaho because it's like, hey, there's a trail over there. Well, you should go ride it. Yeah, <laughs> says the state. <laughs> I had one of the worst meltdowns I've ever had on a motorcycle at the dunes in Moses Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I've, riv- I've I've ridden street bikes throughout my life. My mother would never love to hear that. And a good friend of ours, Jason, had when we like a year into our, we had gone out to the dunes with another friend of ours, and he had paddles on the back of his bike, mm-hmm. and. I know how to ride a motorcycle. I am not, I am not a good, but I know how to ride. And I have ridden on sand without a paddle on the back and I've done okay. And he had a paddle on the back of his bike and it had to have been 30 minutes. And and he will tell this story too. And he sat there and laughed at me. I went nowhere. I kept trying to go and then kill the bike and then I'd kickstart the bike and then I'd kill it. And it, I just, I, I had a small conniption fit in the middle of the dunes <laughs> to the point where I was like, give me a quad. I'm riding for the rest of the day on a quad. <laughs> it's a but, safe yeah. way to go. I think that's the only reason I want a Raptor still, just so I can go play with the dunes. Oh, they're yeah. so wide off yeah. road. They're impossible on a trail. It, you know, I, speaking of uh, DJs with us today, I didn't realize that the new Raptor is wider than the H1. Yeah, it's pretty wide. It is nuts. Uh, like. Yeah, yeah but I mean, let's be honest, Dan. You can own a Raptor and be secure in your manhood, but once you own an H1, <laughs> <laughs> even when you and your daddy own it. But yeah. Oh, that's true. Ooh. You just call it out the six Yeah, cylinder. that is the one downside oh, yeah, I agree. to the I Raptor I is that six cylinder. It just doesn't how? sound right. That's a good point. I mean, all of us being in the car community here, how has somebody not shoved a V8 into the new Raptor yet? I'm sure somebody has or but, they will. But, but that's my point. Like, you would think that would have happened by now. Like, oh, yeah. All right. After we were so rudely interrupted by an ambulance, ugh, didn't they know we were recording? Yeah. Why? Who cares who broke a hip? Exactly. They were going that <laughs> fast. Anyway. I could say those things because we're already going to hell. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about uh, the Raptor. With the V8, which is how it should have been. I and same with the GT, in my opinion. I don't care how well it works; you just don't do that. Or at least give it as an uh, offer it as an option. Something I just like give I, the people the option. I will say that that EcoTech V6 in the in the in the Ford GT is working. Oh, it's working. I, it, I'm not saying it's not functional. 
EcoBoost. But think about if you put a V8 in that GT, think about what that would do to that, the structure of that car I'm looking at. When you look at those those flying buttresses and, and the where the in, air intakes and stuff like that, it would screw up that whole rear end. Yeah, just go to a smaller V8 like the old Formula One style. Like, you know, Why would you ever go smaller? Small V8s are where it's at. Just saying. Well, they already went smaller. Yeah. They just cut a couple cylinders off. V6. as as from our previous episode dan Dan and i saw our first ford g the new ford gt down in arizona during car week um i'm sorry it's it's, that was incredible it's gorgeous they're beautiful yeah Yeah. absolutely a couple in town we'll we'll be able we'll see a few of them this year yeah yeah Yeah. the xbox guys have one oh yeah the uh that and he's got the heritage package on it with the 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 number two and yeah yeah oh yeah i just saw that one in a video yeah, it's been driving around here and there. It's sitting. Days. No, it's sitting in the lobby at uh, Turn Ten Motorsports yeah. at Redmond Town Center right now. So yeah, been yeah. that's cool. The shop uh, a couple Saturdays ago. Yeah. I could. I mean, if I owned that car, I couldn't not drive it around. But then again, it's sitting next to the shell of a McLaren P1 and, and a Porsche 919. So yeah, you know. So you're driving yeah. a truck now, right? Yeah, it's a Ram 2500 Ooh. diesel. No proper one. Yep. Yep. Guys, something that old... really fits in a fits in a compact parking spot. Yeah, yeah, I found that out just parking here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spots here are a little uh, tight. Yeah, it's got a, it's a matte black, um, got a big old bumper on it on the front of it, and method race wheels and some big tires on it. Proper. Yeah. I like it. And you use it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the wrap is not pristine. That's exactly what it should be. <laughs> Sounds like something that could drive over a Prius. Congratulations. Pretty close. <laughs> I was laughing, you know, when we were with DJ last time of how terrible the mileage is on my Land Cruiser. <laughs> and yet these giant, massive diesel trucks are getting probably 10 to 12 more miles to the gallon than I am. Not mine. No. 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 God, no. <laughs> Not the way I drive. Imagine that. The guy that used to teach rally school uh, has a heavy foot. Who knew? <laughs> it's a strange correlation. What's uh, going into that? What's your dream car, though? You've had your hands on a oh, lot of really man. awesome stuff. I mean, you were just driving an RS the other day. Uh, and I don't mean I don't Focus know. RS, Kevin. I mean RS 200, real yep. Evo RS. Yep. Yeah, one of one of two. Oh. Might be the only one left that's in that color and that spec and everything. It's the blue, right? Yep. Yeah. I think there's only two of them in the United States, right? Two. Like, I mean, Kevin Ken Block's got one, but he wrapped it. There's actually there's um. Is there? You mean blue ones or just total? Well, I'm just saying. In I mean, I didn't think there was that many in the United States. Period. I mean, there's there's a handful. I don't know the exact number, but there's. Probably 10-ish. Because you and I were talking uh, when we're, during the break and the fact that, you know, Ford had intended on making about, what, 200? Yeah, they were supposed to make 200 for homologation oh, purposes. And, and 20 were going to go to racing, which would be the Evos. And they yeah, did, it was actually 24. 24, oh, yeah, okay. 24. Oh, I just got to pick apart everything I said. <laughs> Anything else I want to ask you? Um, it's almost like it's in the industry. <laughs> it's almost like, but I mean, they, the Ford didn't end up making 200, though. They had the parts for it, but they didn't. Yeah, the, and technically they had to build 200 f- for FIA to come through and check all of all of them, but there's a, I can't remember if it's them or another company, but there's this famous picture of, it was from above, and you see the RS200s going through the, the inspection booth, and then you see them going into this warehouse and then looping back around. It was yes. Lan- so uh, you Lancia. could Lancia did it. Yeah, it was Lancia. No, that was a different story. Yeah, but I mean, Lancia S- similar is, idea. The same but thing, like story. where they they uh, they 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 built a hundred of them. And then they sent the uh, the people that were counting them to lunch. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then they them. drove them all to another <laughs> lot and went, here's another hundred. Yep. Yeah. So a similar idea. Okay. That's but awesome. yeah, there were there were parts for 200. I don't okay. think they never actually built the 200. 
you were saying there's there's a an online registry that about about a hundred left, you think, or a hundred total, something like that. Yeah, give or take, somewhere around God, there. Such an incredible car. Yeah. yeah, and they are bonkers. Yeah, I like to tell people who don't know cars that like an Escort. You describe an Escort to them, they're like, "What do you mean a Ford Escort? What's so big of a deal about that?" I'm like, oh, you don't quite know. Yeah, it no. had a wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, RS Cosworth. That's a good one too. Yeah. I've driven one of those. Steve has one of those also. Um, but the RS 200s like nothing I've ever driven. It's, it, it's terrifying, Sounds literally cool. terrifying. And, um, you get into it and there's a huge turbo lag. And then finally when it kicks in, you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> you like, can't even comprehend it. The only car I've been in that has that type of turbo lag that, that you're speaking of is the, uh, we have a friend of ours who has an F50 and it's like, calm, calm, calm. Oh my God. My brain's in the back of the seat. Yeah. It's about <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah. The F40s yeah. are famous for that too. Anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. F40. Yeah. F40. F40. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anything from that time period with a big turbo, same thing. Yeah. Now makes I, sense. Now it's not the fastest thing I've been in. The yeah. fastest thing I've been in is a, uh, one of the Subaru Rallycross supercars. Oh, dang. That I, you can't even comprehend, comprehend that. Zero to 60 in like 1.8 seconds or something like that. Well, they, that, that, that was in that episode of Top Gear America that we were talking about. Like after they left your place, Tanner grabbed the, that car. That was car. the rally car. That was the rally car. And he, was, he beat like a jet boat and, a, and an Aston, a brand new Aston Martin Vanquish V12 like down the, the river gorge. Like, yeah. So you were, I'm sorry, you weren't in the rally car. No, I was in the rally cross car. Oh, the Rally Cross car. Yeah. Ah, yes. 650 you, horsepower. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it weighs nothing. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, nothing. It was the... I've, Did you I have an opportunity to drive this or, or just no, go for a ride? Just go for a ride. The, it's too expensive for anyone else to drive. Yeah. What's because the they have to rebuild the engine. Saying? Reduce weight and add lightness? Well, if that's not it, it is now. Yeah. No, so. it is. I think that's Lotus's famous quote. What's the, what, what, what is your, your dream car, though? What's your dream car? Man, that's a tough question. Probably some kind of R8. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love the... I I was seeing like a 2008 Ford Taurus on your mind. I don't know why. Ooh, I mean, that's a, that's a absolutely a Yeah. And a giant yeah. subwoofer in the back, so the back grinds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just enough weight, so it just sits So an sits R8. Back. Okay. Do yeah. you like the new body style of the R8? I do. I like the last one a bit more. Yeah. Um, actually, I got to rally an R8 in the snow once. Oh. That was fun. That's an interesting It was a convertible. Experience. We put the top down. <laughs> Well, why wouldn't you? I is there mean, a video yeah, I mean, of this? Yeah. Oh, I got to see this video. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, you got to give us that video. If it's public, I'll, I'll post it on the blog. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send That's it to awesome. you. It's pretty entertaining. There's a lot of love for the R8. I mean, Jason had that R8 V10 that was just incredible. I mean, and, and he loved it. And I think a lot of people love the, the V10 R8s because it's a better value for getting a Lamborghini. I mean, truthfully. Yeah, yeah I actually almost bought one before the Corvette. Uh, Cats had a really, the perfect one for me, white on black with the carbon blades it was exactly how I was in a six-speed not in the because the early model has that uh, single clutch s-tronic that's garbage um so well, you want you want the gated yeah I want yeah. The, gated. yeah the new ones the new ones i think i could be getting this backwards artronic versus s-tronic the new ones are dual clutch same with because uh, they moved when they moved to the huracan the new chassis they moved to the dual clutch gearbox um but the earlier ones with the single clutch the single paddle it's like <laughs> don't back up up a hill you'll smoke your clutch <laughs> they were kind of a nightmare but you know, that car is aging so well. I think it's one of the best looking cars Audi's yeah, ever made. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. And Dan and I spoke about this. Like when they first brought out that the newest body style R8, I hated it. It yeah. just looked like they took a, like one of the Audi TTs and squished it and stretched it. But it's starting to grow on me for some reason. I like the sharp lines on it. Yeah. I mean, 
there are certain cars out there that no matter what they do will never grow on me. And, and the, the new McLaren Senna <laughs> is one of them. I, I feel like they just, they, they go, oh, let's grab that car from the Simpsons. Well, all the new McLarens, I, what, I don't know what they're doing with the headlights. Yeah, just, they just look like holes. in the. They are. What's but the I, Aquaman villain? The guy with the, the eyes? That's what I always think of whenever I think of the rear of the McLarens. And I no, love yeah. the 570 and everything. I, Buddy Ryan's got one. I love it. But uh, it's still, they, got, they have really weird lines now. I, I mean, you know, I liked the idea when their headlights looked like their symbol. Like the, when you look at the front of a P1 yeah. and you look yeah. at the headlights, it's two of the McLaren symbols. But I, and the 720, I really like. I do like it. I, not saying I, I didn't I, like it at first. Yeah, it's grown on me. But that I feel I almost like I watched the release of the Senna edition and I remember I remember sitting thinking I, I was waiting for somebody to come out and go ha 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 we got you <laughs> but they yeah. didn't yeah no when I first saw that and then even that new Lamborghini the center the Centenario yeah th- that one yeah what he said it looks way better in person I'll give it does that. it really I didn't like it at first I saw it in person it's we, before, so. we had one that showed up at Concourse randomly and it's like I was like oh well nobody gets to see this car it's actually that the blue one that um was it blue or no? What was it? It was, it was black. black. It was black. black I'm, I'm sorry, the blue, the black with red. It's once you see it in person, it, it's it's more manageable. But when yeah. you look at it, it yeah, I, I don't yeah, know pictures. I'm like, what is? I feel the same way with the 720 though. The first time I saw a 720 in person, I thought it was really nice, but it, I never liked it in the photos because I, I I really love the way a rear engine car looks when it's got side intakes. Yeah, I guess oh a, yeah, a gorgeous feature of any mid or rear engine car. And when they got rid of it on the 720, I was like, ah, oh, man, now it just looks like a box with a wedge. It's like C6 Corvette-ish where it's just like a, you know, just a doorstop. Yeah. And it's like, it's functional, but, but seeing it in person, I, I got to give it to him. It does look a lot better. Lamborghini's famous for that. Like, I remember when oh, they yeah. brought out the Veneno or Venino, like, everybody went, what the, I mean, so you want me to pay a million dollars for a $300,000 <laughs> car that's got some extra carbon fiber. The Centenario is the same thing. It's an Aventador. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's got some different bodywork, and they want two, two, two million bucks for it now, it's like something like that, yeah. Which is crazy. See, I want the Sesto Elemento over all those. Yeah, that thing's, that thing's cool. The little well, yeah, but you can't drive it on the bar. road, but yeah, I know, but it's still cool. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't stop them in Dubai. They keep driving them on the road. That's but, um, the, the LaFerrari FX6K. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah. There's actually there is well there's part of a Sesto Elemento here in Seattle at the Carbon Fiber Lounge. That's at right, the Lamborghini Carbon Fiber Lounge, which. Again, you take that car and you cut it in half, and you oh my god! Like, but yeah. I mean, they built the car, and obviously, all the technology from that lounge has trickled down into like, if you've seen the new Performante, oh my god, the carbon fiber yeah. on that is just that like, new wing. Is can beautiful. I coat myself in it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> of all the cars Lamborghini's put out, that might be my favorite in the last like twenty years. I mean, the the old Countach's and the Miras will always kind of take that for me, but I think the new Performante is the most beautiful car I think they put out in forever. And I'm I'm not that big of an Aventador fan. I like them, but they're just a bunch of wedges to me. Through Concorso, I really followed the Geneva show, and they, you know, they obviously released the 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 spider version of the Performante, and I don't understand why. I'm going to be honest because they took a car that is absolute perfection and they cut the roof off of, and no racetrack in the world, and you guys can back me up on this, is going to look at that and go, "Oh yeah, bring it onto the track." I mean, it's I'm sure it's roll, it has rollover protection, but it's not. There's, you can't really take it out on the racetrack. Yeah, well, and it's, so many of the racetracks these days have, like, sound restrictions and everything. There's mm-hmm. no way that's going to meet that. Which yeah. I will never Especially understand. I mean, I know you guys have Don't run into... Don't move next to a, na- a racetrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, there's been a racetrack here for how long? Yeah, that's a whole other Well, that topic. sounds like a, a something that's happened around here locally. I don't know where, but there was some place around here that had some noise issues. But, um, 
Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from our bitterness of Washington. Anyway. Well, <laughs> we love to live here. I love to live here. I just don't like where it's run. I think or the gas tax. That's every car guy. Or to die what it costs you to die. I'm sorry. I was going down a, I was going down a, a dark, dark road there. Um, the Seattle's coming out in him. Mm-hmm. Or the fact, that you, the fact that you can go downtown and you can you know, shoot up heroin, but you can't have a sugary drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that. I, I, I tend to stay out of that side of this. I do too. It's funny. It's uh, I I go down there to visit my friends at the shop or group two or like, there's there's places I like to go down there. But it's like, I mean, Nick and I have always joked about this. Who's driving? Because it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I can get Dan to go to Seattle as long as I'm driving. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Try driving the truck down there. Time before we go. I need to be a little drunk before I go over the over the bridge so I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I come at it from the fact of like when I go down there to see clients stuff like that, I'll take the bus because I mean, parking like some of the parking garages, you couldn't get cars down there. Like you just, you will yeah. you will screw up any piece of you know, body work you have on a car. There's yeah. streets down there now. They're not maintained. So no, no. Well, yeah. If you ever down, tried to down, drive downtown a Seattle, you down can park there? a truck anywhere you want. By the way, you can go down downtown Seattle, park your truck wherever you want, claim it as your home, and you can live there. And they can't, they can't tell you. Nice. So those uh, new aluminum cabs that uh, Mule has in stock are going to fly off the shelves. You mean <laughs> aluminium? <laughs> <laughs> we have a true German in the room, so it's aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. uh, let's take a, a short break and we'll come back uh, and wrap this on up. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. All right, we're back. So, Trevor... Tell us, uh, well, tell our guests anyway, if people want to go actually learn how to drive and not just spin out in the rain, where should they go? Dirtfish. Yeah, dirtfish.com, just up to, where you guys are out Fall City, right? Uh, We're in Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie, technically. Literally, I think we're about a half mile from the falls. Okay, yeah. So it's super easy, yep. Yeah, so if anybody wants to take my drive, the local, you will uh, end up on the backyard of Dirtfish. Yeah. So. And it's a beautiful drive to get up there if you you just want to stop by and check it out. We have some really cool cars in the lobby. Yeah, and um, people should. Like, even if you don't go, I mean, here's the thing. It's one of those places that you go, you're like, oh, I'm going to go look at some of the cool cars they have. And you're like, I want to stay here forever. <laughs> Can I live yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. They don't realize that we have uh, Richard Burns' car and Colin McRae car, McRae's car in our lobby. Yeah, this is. they have serious history You're just in there. trying to make it easy for me to move in there? What, I mean, what's going on? Like, You yeah. cannot live in a truck in the parking lot. Got to get people hooked. Yeah, no, that's fine. I didn't even upon. think about that. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's not <laughs> Seattle. Never mind. <laughs> I want to live in a van down by the river. <laughs> I want to go full Matt Foley on this now. Well, we really appreciate you coming. Um, just to kind of reiterate what Dan said, dirtfish.com. Yep. Uh, do you guys have a contact phone number or anything like that you could give us? Uh, yeah, I need to remember the 800 number. Just go to dirtfish. <laughs> just go to dirtfish.com. 425-888-7715. There you go. That's right. the office number there. Well, tell me, sentient, you'll drive for free. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I'm no, just yeah. no, but it'll be funny when they laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, no. Yep. Yeah. Because you'll hear everything you hear from people like us. They'll go, who? Yeah. And <laughs> one of the best things I did when I went up and I did my drive at Dirtfish, I did it in the snow and in the rain. 
And oh, yeah. It was so much fun. And that's one of the best things about this is sunny day, wet day, snowy day. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. When you go, you will have it's a riot fun. of a yeah. time up there. So you kind of just hope for the worst conditions because that's kind of when it's the most fun. Yeah. So. Oh, and one more thing. We're, we're putting on a car show on July 7th up there. So we're bringing in basically everybody. Vance will be there. Um, oh, yeah. Our all friend. sorts of There's, just everyone what in day the is, car uh, What day is July 7th? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday afternoon? Yep. Okay. Yep. So go to Exotics, then head up to Dirtfish, and we'll probably do the same. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll probably be there. I mean, now yeah. that you said that, we'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will definitely be there. So, we'll, yeah. we'll be giving rides and everything. Okay. Well, man, that's going to be an amazing day. That's a great one. Uh, this is also a great place to take your kids. Obviously, they're not going to drive the cards, but uh, they'll have a good time if they're into that kind of stuff. It's kind of like taking your kids to the motocross races or something like that. You go to Dirtfish, and they'll just be like, "This is so cool." Yeah. yeah. Like I said, show them cars. They won't have any money for drugs. So <laughs> Dirtfish.com, uh, July seventh, they're going to have their their uh, their Summerfest. Summer Summerfest. Yep. Up at Dirtfish. Uh, again, thank you for coming. We really appreciate it, taking yeah. your time out of your day. I know you're busy, but uh, yeah, it was a fun uh, time. Thanks. Yeah, thanks again, Trevor. And uh, for all of our listeners, don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.